0: back to another episode of Oh Shoot. I am your host Cassidy Lynn and I am excited to welcome you back to another episode. We are talking all about the dreaded topic Instagram today and this is a topic that lots of people ask about. Honestly does anyone really have the answers? I don't know but We're going to talk about it. We're going to do a little chit chat about Instagram today, so stay tuned. It's going to be a good episode. I have literally so many notes, which means my brain is just going about this topic. Um, It is, by the time this episode comes out, it's going to be September already, and I am honestly in the fall mood so hard. Like, my local coffee shop, I, like, went in, and I asked if they had pumpkin flavor And they were like, no, they don't get pumpkin flavor until the end of September, which seems kind of crazy to me. So it looks like I'll be a Starbucks girly for the next couple of weeks, but I'm, I'm obsessed with pumpkin. Like there's just something about a pumpkin drink, specifically a pumpkin chai that really gets me going. So I'm loving fall lately. And while I'm recording this, it's like cold ish, kind of rainy And that's the vibe. Like I really like wearing like long sleeves and pants. I'm into that, honestly. I like the option to wear a tank top, but like I'm not required. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm feeling fall. I'm feeling super excited. I (laughs) just yesterday actually had this realization that right now is like booking season for next year. At least for me, I have literally so many people that want to book me for weddings But like, this is the important time where I need to set my boundaries, figure out how many weddings I want to take. Because if I don't do that now, like next year, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, I took way too many weddings, which happened to me this year and happened to me the year before, which seems like a pattern. So I really, I really gotta reel that in and like sit down and figure out how many weddings I want to take right now. I think I'm around eight and I this is going to sound crazy, but I literally think I want like 10. <laughs> so we're going to see. I know for a fact that's not going to happen. I just... There comes a point where I'm like, I want to keep working on like my other streams of income. And I feel like when you take too many weddings, you don't have time for anything else besides shooting and editing. So there's there's a balance when it comes to booking. And like I know photographers who you know, do like three shoots a week and a wedding every weekend. And all they do is shoot and edit, shoot and edit. And that's great if you like that. But for me, I'm more of a, I kind of like having behind the scenes things that I do, like working on other areas, like passion projects and stuff like that. So that's where I'm at as far as booking goes. And it's really scary. Honestly, like I feel like every year, I think to myself, man, I should have had my prices higher because now that like all these people want to book with me, I'm just like, am I charging enough? <laughs> oh gosh. It's, it's the same thing every single year. I do the same thing every year. Like this is just, <laughs> I should know better right now. I should, I should know better. Okay. There's one other thing I wanted to mention to you guys and. It's about my lens that I got. So I mentioned last week that I went and got a 70 to 200 and I used it for this wedding. I'm so glad I got it because I needed it guys. Okay. Also, I have to tell you guys something about this wedding. I'll tell you in a minute, but I needed this lens because, um, I talked to like the priest beforehand and he was like, yeah, I prefer that you like, don't move around too much or like be too much of a distraction which I totally understand because sometimes I do move around a lot. So I was like, okay, that's fair. So the 70 to 200 was super helpful. Plus like it was decently like wide, like the aisles were, were wide and it was really long. So I was able to get like some really up close shots while staying pretty far back, which with my 85 before I really wasn't able to do that. I still had to like creep in a little bit. So this lens, I feel like really is a game changer for a ceremony I really didn't use it besides during the ceremony. I used it maybe during speeches, I think. But I got lucky because the lighting was good during speeches. The only thing about that lens is I got the f2.8 lens. And I know that still sounds like a pretty low aperture. But when you're shooting in like low light, f2.8 just does not cut it. So yeah, Game-changing for the ceremony. Like, I was able to stand at the back row of all the guests and still get, like, a close-up shot of them, like, doing the rings. So I think my life has changed. It's a really heavy lens, though. And, guys, I have, like, small, like, little baby hands. So it's really hard for me to, like, hold a lens like that for so long. Maybe I need, like, a monopod or something. (laughs) Can you imagine me with, like, a monopod? (laughs) Okay, what I wanted to tell you guys about this wedding was I posted this on my close friends, but I'm sharing it on my podcast because I don't think anyone from the wedding listens, which if they do, honestly, it's not that big of a deal. It's a literal fact that happened, but the priest at this wedding stood in front of the couple during their first kiss and my shot of the couple during their first kiss is literally like they're kissing and then the priest is literally like right in front of them. And the worst part, the priest wasn't like looking at them. The priest was looking out towards the audience. So basically there were like, there was a stage, there were some stairs and then the priest was like, there was like two stairs and the priest was at the bottom of the stairs and the couple was up at the top of the stairs and the priest was like down facing them, like doing the vows, whatever. And when he tells them to kiss, he like turns around and looks at the audience and they kiss and the priest is like looking at the audience but he's standing right in front of the couple. Literally, the picture looks photoshopped. It is so funny. I don't, I don't know. It just To me, it seems like common sense that you're supposed to move. But some people don't think about photography. Like, I get it. So what ended up happening was I just, after they signed the marriage license, I asked the couple to go back on stage. And we did like a first kiss. And I made it look like it was a ceremony. <laughs> but oh my gosh, in the moment, I was like, you have got to be lying. This That has never happened to me before where someone's actually stood in front of the couple during the first kiss. I just, my brain cannot comprehend thinking that that's okay, but whatever. Okay, so today's episode, we're talking about Instagram. And specifically, I want to talk about in 2023 slash going into 2024, how as a photographer, you can use Instagram. Um, and I think this topic is super important because... Basically, we're getting into booking season, like I mentioned last episode, and when it comes to booking season, what you do now on Instagram is going to impact your bookings for next year. The way that social media works is the longer you delay your activity on social media, the longer it's going to hurt you. And I know there are some people listening who they're like, oh, I have a couple of reels made, but I'm... I can't get myself to post them or, Oh, I'll start tomorrow. Like those type of people are listening to this podcast right now. And I want to tell you like that mindset sometimes works with, with other things, but with social media and Instagram specifically, the longer you wait to start, the more it's going to hurt you. And a lot of the times it can feel intimidating because you're like, Oh, well this other photographer, all these other photographers are way more ahead of me. They, you know, have way bigger of a following. They're way more active. Their content's better. Like they've just been doing it for longer. So I feel like I'm just behind. So I might as well not start. And I'm here to tell you, you need to start because the only person holding you back is you. You never know how it's going to go. And not only that, but like, no, no one really goes on Instagram and is like, oh, I follow two photographers. One is this person, one's this person, and this photographer does it better than this person. Like, I feel like a lot of photographers' social media is so different. Everyone does things so differently. And the, the reason is because you are just being yourself and you're showcasing your interests and your hobbies and showcasing your photography, all of which creates this unique recipe that is unique to you. So the longer you wait to get started, the more it's just hurting you to be honest. If I'm, if I'm being honest with you guys right now. So I wanted to talk about this specifically thinking about the topic of Instagram, the topic. Oh my gosh. What am I saying? The goal of Instagram. So I want to talk about what is the goal of Instagram specifically for you? And I, I actually don't even want to talk about this. I just wanted to ask you, I want you to think about like, what is your goal for Instagram specifically for you and your business? Everyone has different goals. Some people, you know, want to use Instagram as a way to um, create passive income. Some people want it to get more people onto their website. Some people want to build their Instagram to direct them over to another platform or, um, there are tons of reasons that people use Instagram. People use it to sell products, sell services. Um, I don't know there. And you can have multiple goals as well. So just think about your goal and think about like, why is Instagram important to you as a photographer? Like why is it an important tool to help you grow in the future? So I have a few like things that are kind of my goals or results that you're going to get if you, you use Instagram in the right way. So first is very obvious. Instagram is going to help you get bookings. And we love that. That's that's why we're all here, right? Like we want to grow our photography business. We want to grow our business and take it to the next level. Instagram is going to help you get more bookings for sure and help you get the right bookings. That's kind of an important thing to mention Instagram is going to put you in front of the right audience. Yes, it can also put you in front of the wrong audience, but if you do Instagram right, it can put you in front of the right audience. Instagram can help you build community, which is huge. Whether or not you're an educator cuz a lot of the times educators build community and that's what we hear, but as photographers, you can also build community just as being just being a photographer. Like you don't have to be teaching people stuff like you can just create a community around your brand. And I think that's a really cool thing that Instagram can do. Instagram helps you build credibility. This is a pretty obvious one, but it's very important. When people book photographers, they're looking for credible people, people that have experience, um, people that, you know, are credible in their fields. They know what they're talking about. That is what Instagram is going to help you with. It's going to help you connect with potential clients. So this kind of is in the same realm as getting bookings, but it's going to connect you to the people you need to get connected with. So it's just like another marketing stream. Like it's just another way to get connected with your potential clients. It's a great way to also just make your business known. This is um, something that's super important for brands is just like brand awareness, making people aware like, hi, I'm here, I'm a photographer, this is what I do, here's how I can serve you, sometimes that's all it takes for someone to book with you. But a lot of the times when it comes to a business and someone booking you, it starts with them just being aware of your brand. So a lot of the times brand awareness on Instagram means your post being shown to non-followers, people that don't follow you and aren't familiar with your brand. And once they get familiar and you know they that's step one. Then you move into step two, which is more of like brand community. It's it's more like brand credibility. So, okay, you made people aware of your brand by posting a reel for non followers, but then your stories are going to help you build brand credibility and brand community. And then once you do that, you move into the step of like, okay, now someone might actually consider booking me after they become aware of my brand. They know I'm credible. They like my style. They've, um, connected with me in some way. That middle step is basically just creating connection. Then you can go and get bookings from that. And the last goal for using Instagram is just to establish your business as a brand, which is literally what I just said. Cool. Okay. So, let me tell you guys about my approach to Instagram and kind of like some of the things that I think about when I'm posting and creating my content. First is I always want to showcase what I want people to remember about my brand. So at the end of the day, I think like, okay, what are what are the things I want people to remember about my brand? So there, there are a few things that like I try to push like a few topics that I feel like are like things that I have going for me maybe. So I always want people to remember about my presets because that's going to lead to preset sales. I want people to remember my travel because that's going to lead to travel bookings. I want people to remember weddings and like that I shoot weddings because that's going to lead to wedding bookings. I want people to remember that I have a podcast because that's going to help me um, get like longer form content. Like it's going to help people consume my content more, like feel more connected to my brand. I want people to remember that I do trends and that I'm like with the times. So that's that that can be like a very important key thing for a lot of customers and clients is just seeing that you are with what's going on currently for some people that's really important and I I think it's really important like if I was looking for a photographer or like a I don't know whatever I do (laughs) a mentor or whatever I I would look for someone that's a little bit more with the trends just because that's how my personality is that's kind of like what I like so that I'm looking for someone that's also you know like me basically when someone's looking for a photographer or uh mentor or whatever, they're looking for someone that they connect with and feel like is similar ish to themselves. Um, So that, that's kind of something important to remember when you're thinking about Instagram, like being yourself is the best thing, because if you're not yourself, you're going to attract clients that aren't like you, right? You're, you're attracting clients that are like this persona that you've created. And then when they actually are like, oh, she's not actually like that. Like, I feel like I've been catfished that's not good. (laughs) It's really not good. Um, and the last thing I want people to remember about my brand on Instagram is relatability. I think that's huge with any brand. Um, and a lot of the times there's this, it's kind of like, uh, I feel like it's the influencer curse is what I like to call it. I just made that up, but basically, you know, these people become present on social media. They start to build this brand and community. For example, let's talk about, um, Oh, I don't know, like Charlie D'Amelio or someone that got really big on TikTok. She was just a girl from Connecticut doing dances in her bedroom. Well, all of a sudden she becomes famous. She moves to LA. She has this like lavish lifestyle. And then all of a sudden she's not relatable anymore. Like people are like, I just don't relate with you anymore. And it's just not, I'm not clicking with you anymore. And then Sometimes you get people turning on you. So I think being relatable and just having that level of like human to human is very important when you are establishing a brand on social media, specifically on Instagram. Because a lot of the times I feel like Instagram is a highlight reel and it's important to show people that like you're more than just a highlight reel, like to show people what like is actually going on. Okay, back to my approach to Instagram. My second thing that I... Try to do on Instagram is to post something every single day. For me, that typically means stories, but um, I'll give you guys kind of like a roundup of what I try to post every week. For reels, I do try to do three to five times a week. If I'm lucky, I'll post like Monday through Friday a reel. I don't find that weekends do very good for me. I literally went and just looked at like all my activity time and I find on weekends, like people aren't that active on social media. I'm not either. Like I'm trying to be present. I'm trying to go to the beach. I'm trying to go on a walk. I'm trying to go to the dog park. Like I'm not trying to be on my phone on the weekend. So I've found that just staying within like the weekdays has been really good for me. Stories daily. I feel like that's pretty easy once you get into it. Just like a couple stories in the morning, a couple stories in the afternoon, snap a couple things at night, whatever. Feed posts, this is something I struggle with. I should be doing feed posts like one to two times a week is what I have. But honestly, like I need to get better at doing this because I do feel like Instagram is prioritizing feed posts more. And I'm just not not hitting that for some reason. Okay, Um, my third approach to Instagram is to... <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, wait. My dog is having a dream right now and he's wagging his tail. That's so cute. It's like knocking on the floor. I thought someone was knocking at my door. Okay. Sorry. My third approach to Instagram is to bring people to my other platform slash my website. This should be a goal for everyone. Like, Yes, you should be creating that community on Instagram, but... It's good to direct people other places, specifically like your email list or your TikTok or or your website, whatever. I always start a conversation as well. That's something that I try to do is like posting things to my story that prompts a reply or like posting a DM that I get and like just showing like, oh, these are conversations I'm having in my DMs, like posting that to my story, creating Q and A's on my story or just like creating content that causes interaction so whether that's like posting a reel where your caption is a question or something like that, like, for example, in my wedding outfits videos, I just posted one like a couple of days ago. That's why I'm bringing this up. But like, I'll be like, oh, which outfit's your favorite? And that prompts a conversation to people talking about which one's their favorite. And honestly, when it comes to like starting a conversation, sometimes I think just being a little bit unhinged is it just keeps things interesting. <laughs> Something I did lately that was unhinged is I got a neck massager on <laughs> Amazon <laughs> and I just like recorded my genuine reaction to using it for the first time. And I, p- I felt like it was a little unhinged and like I had so many comments of people like cracking up or just being like, bro, this is so dramatic. And Honestly, it just starts a conversation. I just think it's funny. Okay, two more things for my approach to Instagram notice trends and change my content accordingly i think there are some trends that are like just sounds and audios and whatever but then there are some trends that are like the actual content that we're seeing on instagram is changing and that and like the setup of content is changing so for example going from like super curated feed posts to more photo jump style that's a trend that i like take note of and start doing And the last approach that I have to Instagram is just being myself, like literally unapologetically being myself. And like I mentioned earlier, being yourself is what's going to make your content and your brand so unique because it's you. Like what you're doing is a compilation of your interests and your hobbies and your passions and all of that. And like no one can really replicate that. Another thing I didn't write this down, but this is something that I've been thinking about lately is just like posting what interests you. Like, yes, you're a photographer, you're a photography business, but I think creating that connection and really feeling passionate about social media means not just posting about photography. There's more to you than just being a photographer. You're a sister or a brother or a mom or an aunt or a partner or whatever, like a dog mom. You are all of these things. And on top of that, you're also a photographer. So include all of those things on your social media. Like there are so many things in my career and in my life that I I wouldn't be doing like certain content creation if I hadn't started posting about, um, X, Y, and Z. So for example, like posting my outfits and stuff or like, um, my matchas, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gotten certain brand deals if it weren't for that type of content. You know what I mean? Or I don't even know, like, There's just so many things that have come as a result of me just posting my hobbies and just things that I'm passionate about. Like me posting about going on a disc golf round with Charlie. Like I get people who DM me and they're like, oh, my husband disc golfs too. Or like, oh, I'm into disc golf. Or, oh, this looks so fun. I want to try it. Like there's just, there's so much value in not just being the photographer on your Instagram, but being more than that. Okay. Okay. I am beating that to death. That is, I am done with that. All right, let's move on to content creation and then we're going to do Instagram stories and Instagram reels. So for content creation, I think this needs to be a huge priority in your business and a huge part of your schedule. Even though it's busy season, I get it, you're busy. You need to make time to create content. Number one, it's going to save you from, getting burnt out and being like, shoot, edit, repeat. Like it's, it's going to help to have something to break that up. And content creation, I think is a really fun outlet for a lot of people. And if it's not in your schedule right now, you have to add this in. Like I said, the, the more you wait to start creating content, the more you're just hurting your business and like not, you're missing out on opportunities that are right in front of you. Posting content is how you're going to get bookings, create community, build credibility, et cetera. So that's content creation is huge. The way I built my brand to where it is today is by creating the right content and posting the content. Like it is really that simple. So when it comes to Instagram, it really just boils down to content creation, creating the right content and posting that content. That's literally the recipe. You guys create the right content and post it. A lot of the times we get stuck on one of those two things, creating the right content. Sometimes we get stuck on that. We're like, I don't know what to create. I don't know what to say. I don't know what's going to perform well. Okay. Well you, the only way you're going to find out is by posting it. And if you create something and post it, then you can figure out, okay, like This didn't perform as well as I thought it would. Let's figure out why or, you know, you'll be like, oh, this went like pretty viral. I got like some good views on this. Let's replicate it and try something different. The best brands that are out there found what worked and then kept posting it. Find the right content, post it. Find the right content, post it. It is that simple. It really is that simple. So what content do you need to create as a photographer specifically for Instagram? Well, when we're thinking about content creation, you need to be filming videos of literally everything, your shoots, your daily activities, everything, film, everything. It's better to have more videos than not enough videos. And that is a lesson that I am still learning film, everything and take photos of literally everything. If you're at a wedding, like take tons of photos, like obviously, (laughs) obviously you're taking tons of photos on your camera, Prioritize also like taking your phone out. Maybe you get like that little phone mount. I have a little phone mount on my Amazon storefront. That's like mounted on your hot shoe of your camera that you can put your phone on it. Get one of those. Like there's so many different things that can help you remember to take photos. I actually also got this like crossbody sling phone case. So it's like I put my phone in this phone case and it's literally like a purse and I'll wear it during a wedding day because it's so easy to just whip my phone out. It's easier than having it in your pocket because it's right there. And I just like whip it out, look at it, take a quick picture and put it back down. It just drops to my side. It's super easy. Basically, you want to create a stock stockpile of content. And it's going to make it easier when you need to post. So if you notice like a trend is happening, whatever the trend is, you can be like, oh, I have footage of a shoot that I did you know, that falls into that category. This has happened to me time and time again. Like I go back and reuse videos all the time because I have the content and there comes a point where it's like, man, I'm just going to use content that I already have. Like, I feel like a lot of the times we think we need to go out and create these videos specifically for a specific trend. And we have to do a whole photo shoot based around a trend. And it's like, why don't you just use the stuff we already have? Like tons of creators are just like, Being like, here are my top twenty photo shoots from the year, and it goes mad viral. Like, it's that's just content you already have, guys. Like, let keep it simple here. Something that I've been doing that I feel like is really helpful for content creation is getting like a third party video editing app. So I've been using CapCut. Yes, it costs money. I literally just like use it and write it off because it's like I only use this for business and it's so much easier than like bringing it onto your computer and doing iMovie or whatever, like, or editing it in the TikTok app or saving it, you know, it's, that's just a hassle. So I literally just use CapCut, upload my videos there, um, and like chop it up, whatever. And I will have a video living in CapCut. Um, I'll save it in different formats for TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. So for Instagram and TikTok, I'll just like create a video, no audio, and I'll go into Instagram and use an Instagram audio and then put my text over it. And then on TikTok, I'll go and use a TikTok audio with TikTok text. And then in CapCut, I'll do my text in CapCut and like my audio in CapCut and put that on Pinterest and YouTube, whatever. So you don't have to overthink it reuse your content. And specifically on Instagram, Instagram loves when you use their audio and use their text features. Um, That's a huge, huge thing. That's really like helped me with like the content creation process and posting and whatnot. Okay. So that's all I have to say about content creation. The main point of that is it's important and prioritize creating content. Although right now, it's not going to feel like a priority in two months from now. It is a, it's going to feel like, why the heck didn't I take videos of all my weddings that I shot in September and October? Why didn't I take videos of all the photo shoots I had? So prioritize creating content, whether that's setting up a tripod, um, using a phone mount, having like just a sling with your phone in it, hiring someone to come take videos of you. If you have a partner a significant other or a friend or a sibling, having them come to a shoot with you and just take videos. The possibilities are endless here, people let's talk about Instagram stories. Wow. We are really flying through this. Okay. Oh, actually we're talking about Instagram posts as well. (laughs) Okay. So Instagram stories, my philosophy for Instagram stories, keep it simple, keep it consistent. Don't overdo it. I feel like Instagram stories need to feel like a retreat for people and not feel like more work or, like, more stress, like, it needs to be a retreat. It needs to be entertaining or informational or valuable. It shouldn't just be, like, I hate, like, you know you know what I mean? Like, when you're on stories and you keep tapping on one person's story and it's, like, reshare, 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 or it's, like, um just a bunch of stuff and you're, like, Ugh, I don't want to see this, or it's, like, a million previews from a wedding, it's, like, 20 slides, and you just tap through it really quickly, Because you're like, this is not entertaining. This doesn't feel valuable to me. I really feel like on Instagram, keeping it simple is so key. Always, always use text on Instagram stories to create context. The easiest way to get someone to swipe away is not giving context. You have a split second on Instagram stories to capture attention. If this happens to me all the time, I see tons of photographers doing this they'll post a video of them talking, but they don't have captions. They don't have text. There's nothing that's going to make me swipe faster than that video. No offense. I'm sure you have great things to say, but I don't have my volume up. And quite honestly, I don't have the time to watch you set up your phone and give me like a 10 second intro. Like we're, we're on stories here. We got to move. Like I'm on stories. I'm, I'm quick on stories. Like I, I am the first person to swipe out of something or swipe past something. So attention span is so, so, so low. Use text on Instagram stories. I think it's so important to tell a story and to make it interesting. Like I think that captivating your audience is so key. Like I said, there's nothing. Instagram stories can be so boring and I think like it's kind of a market that is a little bit untapped in the photography industry is like having Instagram stories that are actually interesting and fascinating. That is so key. I have so many people that not to to my own horn, but I have a lot of people that will DM me or like I'll get on like a mentor call and they'll be like, oh, my gosh, I'm obsessed with your stories. I like watch your stories every single day. And I think that's very interesting because I I put a lot of effort into thinking about, okay, what would be an interesting story for today? Instagram stories is literally in the name. Story. Instagram stories. Like it's an actual story. Like I would say like five slides a day, create a story out of what you're doing. You know, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. Like I said, keep it simple, but tell a story, create a series um, this is something that I have said before, but I'm going to say it again. It's so like, it's so uh, just captivating watching a story and like unfolding with a series, like watching a series unfold. It's, it's just like the best ever. I think of Kylie Kitech, Kitech? I don't know how to say her last name, but she creates series. She does these home renovations in her house by herself. And she redoes like rooms and it's like renovating my bathroom day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six, day seven. Here's the reveal. That's a series. Okay. Um, another series was like my furniture saga on my Instagram stories, just like always coming back to the idea of, Oh, I'm getting more furniture. Oh, it's messed up again. Like stuff like that that is so intriguing and enticing as a consumer, but also like when you're creating your stories, it's fun and it's interesting to do that. So create create a series and post more than just your photography. I mean, this is, I, I feel like I already said this, but like if you have other hobbies or interests or other things that you do, post it, post it, please alternate between static images and videos I think this is an interesting strategy but it does create that interest and keep people you know on the edge of their seat a little bit if you do like here's a photo and then here's a video and yeah I sometimes I think when Instagram stories are kind of all over the place sometimes it's a little bit more interesting because you're like whoa I really got to pay attention to what's happening here because you know we just went from your house to the supermarket and now we're at a park and now I'm back and now you're getting Boba, you know, like, it's like, well, there's so much happening. I think sometimes that's a little fun, honestly, avoid sharing posts and like reposting stuff to your stories. I think it's so important to create original content on your stories. Like I mentioned, I am so quick to just t- like swipe right past reshare or repost it's like you posted it on your reels for a reason let's leave it there okay like unless there are certain times where i think okay if you're sharing a realtor story and like you have to link something like here's a link to this okay i get that i think that's valid um or like here's a link for all the things i used in this or just like expanding on a reel that's fair but like I don't know. I think you have to be really selective with the things that you are resharing to your story because like I said, your story is so it's like so key and it's so easy to lose interest on your stories, especially if you oversaturate it or overdo it with any one thing. You're going to lose interest and you're going to lose views. The more that people swipe out of your story, like Instagram takes note of that and it'll lower your story views because of that. If you have so many people swiping out of your story, Instagram is going to be like, oh, this person's story isn't interesting. I'm going to put your ranking in the Instagram story rank. I'm going to put you at 20th. So like the chances of someone seeing your stories way lower. So that that's something to think about as well. Like it's once you lose interest, you are your views are going to go down and it's kind of hard to get that back up. Okay. And sometimes I find if my story views are super low, I'll actually go like a day without posting. And then I'll post just like two things to my story and I'll get like way more views than it ever does. And I think sometimes that kind of like resets it. Just a theory that I have. I don't know if that's true. Let's talk about Instagram reels. (laughs) Wow. I feel like we are flying through this. Hopefully you guys are taking notes because I don't remember half of the stuff I've been saying. So first thing, when it comes to Instagram Reels, this is going to be the time to use your stockpile of content. So I have a couple, I have three rules when it comes to creating Reels. Number one, create Reels with the purpose of grabbing attention. So when you're creating a Reel, I want you to think about what topic do I want to talk about? And then once you have your topic, let's say your topic is um, eloping in Yosemite. Then think about how can I grab attention for the topic of eloping in Yosemite? A few ideas. Um, you can do kind of like a clickbait type of thing where you're like, reasons why eloping in Yosemite is the worst thing you could ever do. Mm, okay, people are going to be like, "Um, excuse me, no, it's not. And then you can be like, oh, just kidding, or whatever. That's that's a little deceiving, but you get the point. That really grabs attention. Um. It could be like the worst thing you could do if you don't hire me, right? <laughs> gotcha there. <laughs> oh my gosh, people would hate me if I posted that. But you get the point. Like think about the topic and the, th- the message you want to get across and then think about how can I grab my attention on that topic? Um, so if you want to talk about posing, you have like wedding poses. I'm going to go and be like my... Uh, like my top three wedding poses. If you feel uncomfortable, if you feel awkward or uncomfortable while taking photos or while getting your photo taken, that's kind of a bad, that that's kind of a bad one, but you, you get the gist. Okay. Think about your topic, grab attention. Second rule. When it comes to creating reels, create reels that aren't like overproduced. I really think we're in the era of photo dumps and like just iPhone content I, sometimes when I see a reel that's overproduced, it's just like, there's not a ton of reason for me to keep watching. I do feel like you can overproduce a little bit more on Instagram versus on TikTok. On TikTok, I feel like if you overproduce, you're going to get like zero views. But Instagram, I feel like is a little different. I still feel like overproducing isn't the best, but I do occasionally see some videos that are overproduced. So Don't overproduce every single video. Maybe try like a couple videos where maybe you film on like an actual camera or you spend a lot of time editing it and just kind of see the difference. I'm just speaking from personal experience. A lot of my best performing videos are the ones that I spent 15 seconds filming. So just, just think about that for a minute. Okay, my third rule, create reels that have a purpose to them. There's nothing nothing worse than watching a video and being like, why did I just watch that? Like, what, what was the purpose? Like, what was the reason that I just spent 30 seconds out of my day watching that video? You want people to feel like there was an actual purpose in them watching your video, whether that's giving a piece of education and a little tip or trick whether that's inspiring and giving like a story. Um, it could just be an interesting story. But whatever it is, make sure there's a purpose to it. And ultimately, try to make sure that it benefits your audience, your reel. Like, because at the end of the day, we're all selfish. Most people are selfish and they're like, okay, what did I just get out of that reel? Like, why did I just watch that? So making sure that your reels actually provide some sort of value is so important. I have two random tips. One, I think that lip syncing is kind of on its way out when it comes to like reels and TikToks. So just take that however you want it, but like just something I've noticed. And I literally say this almost every single podcast episode, but original audios are like so in right now. So try talking. Okay, guys, for specifically photographers, I have like a few random tips and just video ideas. Number one, think outside of the box. I think that's like so important when it comes to reels, like the best performing reels are the ones that are different and unique. So think outside of the box. And along these lines, something that I do is I allow myself to be inspired by things that are not just photography related. So like when I'm scrolling on TikTok or when I'm on Pinterest or whatever on my walk, I get inspired by things that aren't necessarily photography related and then I'll bring them into my niche. This process looks different for everyone. I can't even explain to you what inspiration looks like for me because it's so random, so sporadic. But I, I think like being inspired by things that are not photography related is good because then you can go and bring it into your niche and it's unique. I mean, there's so many different ways. There's so much content out there that's not photography related. So, so many things that go on in the world and it's like, okay, I'm inspired by this. How can I use this in my niche and like make something that's original? That That's a huge tip and that's something that I really feel like a lot of photographers need to hear right now when it comes to Instagram. You know what I love about Michigan? It's the fact that it was raining when I started this podcast episode and now the sun is literally out. (laughs) My video is so much brighter so if you're watching on YouTube I deeply apologize because there's just no controlling that. Okay where was I? Oh I have some random video ideas for you guys. Take it how you want. Take or leave these ideas. But as I was just brainstorming, I was like, you know, I think these are videos I've never really seen before, but they would probably would do well for photographers. One, they're both green screen ideas. The first would be like you on a green screen, reading your client's reviews of like your service. And like, I'm thinking of being like, I don't know, like doing it in a way that's really enticing, like maybe it's the way you read your reviews or you like showcase their photos while you're reading the reviews. I don't know. I just think that'd be a really good way to be like, I have good reviews, you know, I'm trendy, I'm doing green screens, but also like, it's kind of an interesting video to watch. So that's an idea. Another one would be a green screen of you explaining like why you chose every wedding preview that you did or why you chose every preview for a shoot, and explaining like your thought process behind the shot and like your crop and your edit. And like, kind. it kind of helps you show like I'm a good storyteller and here's why, like here's my thought process. It shows that you're very intentional and You know, it kind of breaks down your creative process, which is like a really good just like way to connect with your audience. So those are two random video ideas that I think would be good for photographers. Okay, we're gonna jump into Instagram posts. Yay. I don't like talking about this one because I struggle with Instagram posts. Like, look at my feed. Like, I literally don't post my feed that often. I try to, but it's hard. So number one, photo dump style is still very popular. So the photo dump does not look like it's going anywhere. So yeah, try, I have tried doing this as like a, okay, wait, what? My note does not make sense. Oh, yes, it does. When it comes to photo dumps, try a photo dump with photography. So maybe show like a professional photo, behind the scenes photo. I have like a recipe later on that, um, you can use for like a photo dump photography style type of post. So we'll talk about that. Um, when it comes to photo dump style, you can try like bringing a point and shoot camera to one of your shoots and including some of those point and shoot photos in your photo dump. So Basically, you're just creating a bunch of different types of content and putting that into one post. It's it's very hard because it's like it needs to seem random and sporadic, but at the same time, it's very intentional. It's almost harder than just like, here's 10 professional photos from a photo shoot. It's like, here are 10 random different types of content all from the same photo shoot that all somehow flow together. It's a challenge. Um... When you're th- doing this photo jump style, you need to, like, set up a tripod to get videos while you're shooting. Like, really, that that's going to help you so much. I mean, even to have the content for, like, content creation later for reels and stuff. But, like, you need the content also for posts. So I have a recipe here. And this is going to be your photo dump recipe for photographers for if you take pictures professionally, here's like a little recipe that you can try. And I personally think that the best posts right now have a mix of media and it's like there's a mix of story in a single post. It's almost like telling a story out of a bunch of random things. I don't know. Someone that does it really well is Emma Chamberlain. If you want to go look at Emma Chamberlain's like content just for inspiration to kind of like get an idea of what I'm talking about. But here's, here's my recipe. Okay. You start with a professional photo, start with a banger. Okay. But then your second is going to be like a behind the scenes, still photo. And basically by doing that, you're showing like, okay, this is just not a typical photographer's post. Like it's professional photo and then like what is this behind the scenes photo doing here like this is so unlike photographers so it's kind of spicy right then your third photo is going to be like a random detail this can be a professional photo that you took this could be like something you snapped on your phone this is where the concept of snapping random photos on your phone throughout a wedding day or throughout a photo shoot is going to be really important So a random detail is photo number three. Number four is maybe going to be like a point and shoot shot or like a lower quality image. So it's going to still showcase the photo shoot or your subjects, but it's going to be like something a little bit different. Maybe it's a different type of edit or whatever. Number five is going to be another professional photo, but this professional photo, I want it to be like completely different setting than that first professional photo so whether it's like an outfit change or a location change or a lighting change or something like that. Number 6, I would love to see a selfie of you with the camera. Bonus points if you can like get your subject or your couple or whoever in the photo with you and you just snap a selfie. Um but like even if it's like a 0.5 selfie, like I would love to see that in a photographer's photo dump like this is this these are the things that I'm not seeing that I would love to see. Number 7, a behind the scenes video of the shoot. This is why you're going to want to have your tripod set up with your phone or, you know, take just a video on your phone while you're shooting because we need a mix of media. We need this video in here, okay? Another thing you could do is actually piece together like a behind the scenes montage. This this would be a good substitute for number two for the second slide is like a behind the scenes montage of like all the different videos you have from this shoot that's a fun idea too so you could also mix up the recipe with that and then the last two are going to be just more professional photos just to kind of fill fill it in a little bit so that's my recipe give it a try see how you like it see how it works for your audience i think it's a really fun recipe and honestly I might try this as well. And the last thing I have to say about Instagram posts, um, another popular thing I've been seeing and a fun way to showcase your work beyond just 10 slides is stacking your landscapes on top of each other I started to see videographers do this with, um, Instagram reels because it's like, okay, the ratio for an Instagram reel is so weird that like, I'm going to stack three videos on top of each other to one, create so much visual interest. That's a very visually interesting thing, but to like, it's going to showcase like your work really well in that format because you know, you're not, when you're taking landscapes, like landscape videos or photos, it's not meant to be in this like phone format like the fo- the phone dimensions are so weird so that translates over really well to using your landscape photos and stacking them three on top of each other in your Instagram posts one it allows you to showcase more photos than just 10 photos two it's visually interesting um, three helps to showcase your storytelling ability. So maybe try for like this recipe is like a single photo and then three photos stacked on top of each other, then a single photo and then two photos stacked on top of each other. Something else that's interesting is actually rotating your images in ways that are like unconventional. So if you have like a photo of your couple in the middle of a field Um, and you know, they're just standing there, the sky's all open, rotate that photo sideways and have like, I I don't know. It's just something that's different and more visually interesting. Um, so that's all I have for this episode on Instagram. I do hope my, my goal with this episode was to kind of motivate you to try new things, create content. And specifically, this episode was for anyone that kind of feels stuck in content creation, unmotivated, maybe feels too busy. I wanted to light a little fire under you and get you going when it comes specifically to Instagram, because this is it's such a huge platform for photographers. It's so helpful um, for bookings and for growing your business. So let's use it. Remember, the only thing holding you back from getting bookings from Instagram is by not posting today. Okay, got it. Thanks for listening, everyone. All my Cassabees out there, thank you so much for being a part of this episode. I hope you liked it. Um, I will see you for another episode next week. Have a great day. Exposure, with all of the highlights in the shadows is my composure. All the layers above, all the edits and tweaks I know her. I am so done needing more time developing in my life. It doesn't matter wherever I am on the top of the mountain or down in quicksand. Whatever the moment, wherever we stand, I'm taking it. It doesn't matter wherever I am on the top of the mountain or down in quicksand. Whatever the moment, wherever we stand, I'm taking you, taking you, taking you. Oh, shoot! Get in a little bit. getting a little bit better i'm climbing to the top never gonna stop i'm getting good getting a little bit higher with the step i take i'm getting good getting a little bit better i'm climbing to the top never gonna